0: Welcome to four-down territory, as Stinkin' Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Lareth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. Nuggets in Los Angeles tonight, with, with what should be a very emotional night there. They are honoring a Kobe Bryant, uh, unveiling a statue of Kobe. But before that, we'll have the trade deadline pass And we'll see if the Nuggets do anything, although Michael Malone doesn't sound like a guy who wants to make any changes. You know, you wake up after 51, 52 games, you're tied for first. We're trying to develop a lot of young players, uh, and I still think we have another gear that we can get to. I think we're in a pretty good place, but um, if something comes up, I'll grab guys and kind of give them a heads up and talk to them about it, but uh, that hasn't happened as of yet. Mark Odds, the Nuggets make a trade. I'm not even talking about a significant trade. I'm talking about a trade. Uh, 10%. That's a good number. That, that, that's, a, that's a good number. That's about where I'm at as well. I, I get the sense that not only are they happy with their core, why wouldn't they be, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this is a franchise that is committed to developing their young players. I, I can't blame them. It's been their model for the last decade, how they've built this thing, draft and develop. Make shrewd trades. You don't think you're going to be a a huge player in the free agent market. So I get it. I get it. I get why they look at guys like Peyton Watson and Christian Brown and and, and Julian Strother. And we don't want to give up on these guys. We want to develop these guys. And, heck, we saw winning a championship last year. A rookie in Brown can make an impact. Yeah, and and they've got – I mean, they've got rookies. They've got young players. They've got some – you know, some impactful young players and they're not going to have to play a lot of minutes. So, yeah, I mean, I I think where they sit right now, they're really good. I mean, it would have to be one of those things that just blows you away and I don't think there's a blow you away deal and I certainly don't think they want to move one of their, I mean, you can't move Murray, you can't move, obviously, Joker, you can't, in, in my opinion, you can't move Uh, KCP or Aaron Gordon. So the only guy that's movable is Porter, and that would be admitting. I think that would be admitting a mistake, right? Yeah, and even even though I'm a little bit down on MPJ, he's he's still a good player. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people people you know just believe that he's you know a superstar, and he's not. He's he's a good player, but I I don't see how you're going to be able to make a deal in giving him up and bringing something back. That's not only going to replace what you're giving up in him, but also make you better. You know what I mean? I, I just yeah. don't see the equal value. So uh, we shall see what they do. But I'm I'm kind of with you in that 10%, maybe that's max, uh, range of the Nuggets making any kind of a deal uh, today. Second down. The Avalanche are in Carolina to try to get their first road trip. They're 0-2 or 0-1-1, an OTL, on this road trip mm. thus far. Mark, I'm going to give you a stat, uh, or I'm going to give you a chance to guess a stat that shows that Val Nechuskin and why it's so important to get Val back here, is so crucial. So since he became a regular with the Avs among their top six forwards, and now we're into the third year with that, what do you think their winning percentage is with him? Oh, With him? Is there a with him versus without him? Yes. But it's okay. not a, it's not like a, it, it, it. I know what you're saying, like out of 100%. Yeah. But no, just uh, what? what is their record without him? Winning percentage? With, say, with him. With him. With him. Yes. I'm going to say the winning percentage of about, um, let me say 78%. Woo, close. 75%. They are 109, 31, mm. and 15. 109 and 31 with him what about without him i'm going to say it drops down to about 60% 52% 30 wow. 27 and 3 they are barely above 500 wow. without val so there you go there's yeah. there's all the evidence you need that behind mckinnon and mccarr this is your third most important avalanche they got to get him back we are screwed yeah they do they do have to get it back boy i tell you what i hope they i hope that dude gets whatever help what you know whatever demons he deals with i hope he gets some of those things solved, so he can come. I mean, one for him, obviously, but for uh, you know that's the most important thing. But two, obviously, I mean he's a he's a key figure in them getting a Stanley Cup. Without him, they're not making it. Without him, they're not getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. I would agree with that. And not only yes, you, the, the the person you you root for everything to work out, but from the player standpoint, Av's got a month before the trade deadline. They have to have some. Real sense of, mm. of certainty that not only he's going to come back, but that he'll be reliable once he does come back. And I- that's no cap. Third down. So it looks like we have a, a resolution, or as Troy Rank told us, the resolution was the resolution. Uh, the NFL is satisfied with how things went down between Russell Wilson and the Broncos so much that there will not be any kind of grievance or lawsuit uh, filed, filed, and it it appears that the resolution was simply not benching him. Yeah, I. What do you think? Like, do you, obviously, do you, do you think it was a sympathy move? That, like the whole thing being announced. Because oh, by, by the NFLPA. Well, no, by Russ's people, and then the NFL. You know, I mean, it's shrewd business. It was a good business move. It was a good. It was a good right, optics. Cause it move. was a yeah. Because it's a, it was a you you get the sympathetic sure well, like Sean Payton's a jerk. Oh and yeah, the Broncos are you know Broncos are a bad organization and da 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 da. da. I, I, like I find it hard to believe there was a there's a if you don't accept this we're gonna cut you, if you don't accept it we're gonna have to make a decision a business decision down the road. But I, yeah, I you know the whole thing just feels a little bit uh, disingenuous. One, two, three. Fourth down. And just to uh, pass along to uh, Buff fans, the uh, long, drawn-out search for a defensive coordinator has resulted in the hiring of Cincinnati Bengals secondary coach Robert Livingston, who will make the jump up and be a first-time defensive coordinator. But, I don't know, Mark. I kind of... Tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe the NFL is far more sophisticated and complex than the college game is. And so whatever lack of D.C. experience that this Livingston may have, I think it's more than made up for the fact that he's coming from the NFL. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that you can't play in college simply because the pace of the game. The nature of spread, the fact that nobody huddles, right? So a lot of times, man, you just got to sit in zone and you got to play it throughout the whole, you know, throughout the whole um, process. But. There are adjustments you can make within those zones, like get different guys covering the flat. And there are some, there are like if you're playing a cover two, instead of just a corner playing that cover two, you can invert it where safety comes down and the corner plays the deep. You know, you can do some things differently there that you're still playing that zone, but you can change some responsibilities. And so, yeah, he, and, and he comes from a complex system in Cincinnati. So, yeah, I think, I think he's, I think he'll be just fine. I think it's a good hire. That is what's going on with 4 Down Territory. Bring that to you each and every morning at 7 a.m. Up next, as the Nuggets get ready to take on the Lakers tonight, why does LeBron rub so many people the wrong way? That's next. The power's out at our house. Ah, coffee table. But since our family has storm-ready Wi-Fi from Xfinity, we can stream or game in the dark, as I try and fill around for a seat. Ah, here we go. Oh, who moved the couch? Get Storm Ready Wi-Fi only from Xfinity so you can stay connected for up to four hours, even when the power goes out. Restrictions apply. Limited to customers within range of 4G, LTE, cellular, signal speeds reduced to 30-7 megabits per second. Actual speeds vary. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash StormReady. Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas, here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9-Sheet Metal Workers. You know, Stink, Stink Live, by the way, in Vegas, Radio Row, It, it, it struck me, this is a great week. For Denver sports fans, to let the hate out of their heart. How so? <laughs> Good, I got your attention. Yeah. Well, think about it. You got you got the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, correct? Right? Villains, villains all over the place. Mahomes, yeah. villain. Urgh, boogeyman, Kelsey, uh, villain. Right. Then you got the you got the Lakers tonight. Uh huh. LeBron, the brow. Right. Right. Easy. Easy. Just easy. And we need villains in sports, don't we? Oh yeah, you need some good sport hate. Right. Yeah. You have hate in your heart lit it act. Absolutely. Thank, you. Thank Absolutely. You. Is this a, is this a great week or not? It's a great week. Who 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 are the villains? I'm not I'm not going back in the day. I don't want to go back to you know the the 70s or anything like that. Who who would you say are the the current Denver sports villains? Well, mostly. I mean, mostly it's mostly it's just the Chiefs like Nobody else like in. Said, nobody Mahomes. else in, Nobody else in the NFL. Well, I mean, the Raiders have had our number, right? But I mean, they they change. You know, they change coaches like you change your underpants. And what? like when McDaniel's was there, easy villain. Yeah, he was easy, hurricane, yeah. but he wasn't there very long. <laughs> but he was there long enough to beat us three yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trash. 0 and three against McDaniel. Dude, what is seriously? What the hell is going on? <laughs> I, I know the freaking uh, I know. Raiders. I know this is sad. This is sad. This uh, is sad. I'm trying to think. Who else? Who else out there? Is there? Is a? Is there anybody else in the? In, well, what about? Uh, what about in hockey? That's a good question. It's uh, a good question. Is there? Is there a real? There's no Detroit villain. Red Wing. There's right. you know. You know. I mean, back in the day, the Detroit rivalry was so freaking hot. You know, it was well, easy. I'm still to concerned find about notes. that Kraken series. Well, yeah, but can you uh, seriously? Can you name one Kraken player right now? No, no, I didn't no. think so. I, didn't Dude, think I, can so. Barely, I can barely name one Avalanche player for crying <laughs> out loud. I mean, it's it's yeah. So I I can't really think of of anybody that really jumps out. I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure Avalanche fans can come through with some. How many villains do we have in our own midst? Like. Home, like in our own home, our own backyard, villains. Like I'll tell you who's my villain, and I'm I'm sorry, I, I yeah. I'm I'm sure he's a, a a nice person and probably does a, a lot of good stuff, but Dick Bonford's a villain. Dick Bonford is a villain to me because oh, he yeah. has no interest in putting together yeah. the best baseball team possible. He uh, he knows he's got a ballpark that's the star, uh-huh. and he caters to the ballpark and not the baseball team. Hey, you know, and as a baseball fan that's villainous right right you know it's funny that you say that because i was sitting here while you were talking not paying attention and thinking about like any baseball like is there like is nolan arenado a villain Ah, yeah yeah and and i just was like i was like no i can't really think of any because we just welcome everybody in here because that's (laughs) like so really it's just the rockies that are the villains All right, I'll throw that out there. I'll throw that out there on the com text line. Um, Current. Current. Who do you love to hate? How about that? Current villains. And it could be Denver opponents, Colorado opponents, or it can be one of our own. So, you know who I don't like? You know who probably bothers me for whatever reason even more than the Lakers? is the Phoenix Suns. Really? They just irritate me a little bit with, you know, just Durant irritates me with all his burner accounts and <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, just yeah. like, and, and, and you know then there was the son's guy in four right, uh, that right, you right. know so they kind of irritate me does LeBron irritate you do you view, do you view LeBron as a villain LeBron James? Mm-hmm. um no LeBron doesn't irritate me as much as Anthony Davis irritates me and Anthony Davis is just a fake tough guy and that really that that that's really irritating soft see, see lebron lebron does bug me lebron does bug me he it, it he he went around chasing championships uh-huh having to jump onto super teams mhm you know mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't like hey i'm going to see it through here in cleveland sure it was you know jumping here jumping there mm-hmm. um the, the whole taking my talents to south beach is just Nauseating every, yeah. time I, every time I see a highlight of that I want to puke I'm going to take my talents to South Beach Not two Not three no. not, not four that, not five, That not That six, That, seven. that yeah. Don't like that I'd like to take my talents somewhere, but nobody really wants them. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be you know I mean? going to be back on Friday? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take my talents. I'm taking my talents right to the sheets this afternoon. I'm going to get some reading done. <laughs> Speaking of not fake tough guys, Jack Reacher is not a fake no, tough No, he is no. That is, Even though he's a fictional character, that he's not fake. Guys, all balls. I told you that uh, oh. that jail scene was going oh to be awesome. Oh, she busted that face the face of that dude open (laughs) that's right balls man two you don't get the three you just bust somebody with a headbutt oh gosh uh yeah so some reaction very quickly uh, some of the villains uh Deion Sanders is a villain what what yeah, extra. you got to explain that. Yeah, you gotta, why don't you believe? Yeah, you got some explaining to do. I inherited some bull junk and I'm gonna fix it. <laughs> <laughs> some bull junk. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta love, you gotta love Dion. I hey, hear some bull junk. Uh, I, have uh, to, I have to admit, I've I've you put that in the lexicon. I've, I've used that. I've now. I've now I used that. I might have to. I might have to get. I might have to put. I, I bull like. Junk. That. I like that a lot. I've. I've yeah, used that I might a few have times. to put some bull junk my I've used lexicon. that a few times. Yeah, I, I, like I think it. I used it. I think most recently I used it with my son. He was trying to give me some kind of mm. uh, bull junk, and I said, yeah. "I said, don't give me that bull junk." And I was, like, and it felt right. Yeah, it felt good. I'm glad. You know, it It good. Uh Let's see. Pat Shermer is a villain. Ooh. We were actually trying I to throw incompletions. I didn't feel he doesn't feel as much as a villain. Is just kind of a, you know, just kind of stumbling through. <laughs> it wasn't like he was trying to screw things up. He just happened to be good at it. George Payton is a villain. No, used to be a villain. Was a villain. No, I don't. he's not in charge anymore. When he was in charge, he did some villainous things. Well, Did we here, Mike. Just him. <laughs> yeah, but we were all on the. Yeah, come on, let's be honest. We were all on the Russell Wilson bandwagon until Russell Wilson showed up and just. Well, you some know, people said you didn't have to pay him right away. There is. Years, all country. There, right. was, there, you had there is. Yeah, two years that. left on the deal. You could. Have, you know, know what I mean? You could. You had. You had a little built-in safety net that if mm-hmm. he comes out mm-hmm. and does what happens that first year, you can be like, ooh. Ooh. I got buyer's regret, it Yeah. you know, yeah, you, you cost you the draft picks and everything, but at least you're not on the hook for the uh, for the contract. So, yeah. all right, some good stuff coming in. I uh, have some fun with that. Some of the uh, villains, current current villains, and if you want to make the case for somebody who plays and coaches uh, right here, uh, owns right here in town, you can do that as well. What's trending? This is this is too good. Nick Saban. Nick Saban's gonna be. On our television every Saturday during college football season? Right. Can't wait. We'll talk about that next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Nuggets had a few days off, rested, ready to go. They're in L.A. tonight to take on the Lakers in what's going to be a very emotionally charged atmosphere as the uh, Lakers are honoring Kobe Bryant. Uh, They're going to have... A a statue uh, is going to be unveiled at the arena and there'll be other Kobe-related salutes and events throughout the course of the night. Michael Malone expecting uh, it to be quite the atmosphere. It's going to be an emotional night. Obviously, the Kobe Bryant statue unveiling prior to the game, Mamba Night. Uh, Obviously, a well-deserved recognition for one of the greatest to ever do it. and then obviously a player and personality that we all miss in the NBA, but it'll be a great, great evening, emotional night, and uh, hopefully our guys are ready for, to uh, to go out there and embrace the the atmosphere and the adversity. Man, I, I it, it's one of those it was one of those sports stories that you uh, kind of always remember where you were at. We were actually flying down to Miami to do our Super Bowl coverage. That week, and it was one of those things that, as we were landing and you know flipping on your phone and checking messages, all of a sudden you're just bombarded with the news um, about the helicopter crash and and the early reports, and unfortunately turned out to be true and uh, a stunning, stunning loss. Um, for for the NBA for for pro sports, I mean, because you're you're talking about somebody who just a for many people a beloved figure, and so I'm curious. Stink, you've you talked before about how there was a, a time you played a game where you guys went into San Francisco and they were doing all kinds of. Uh, uh, all the celebrities were there, yeah. and they were honoring, and it was just an electrically charged atmosphere. And you turned to one of your teammates and said, "I do believe we're going to get our ass kicked tonight." Uh-huh. Uh, how do you how do you believe the the Nuggets handle that kind of buzzsaw atmosphere? Well, I think they'll. I mean, I think they'll be fine. I you know they're they're just a solid team. That's it, always one of those things where you've got to handle the energy of the other team well off the you know off the bat and. That once you handle it, you know, things will settle down or usually will settle down. I mean, come on, this is the this is the NBA, it's not the national football league. So, you know, there there are ebbs and flows in every game of the NBA, regardless of how psyched up they are early because of the whole Kobe Bryant thing. But, you know, I do believe it'll settle down late and and you know, and then the better team ends up. You know, flexing their muscles in the second half and winning, and that better team. Obviously, I mean, even though that was the greatest sweep in the history of sweeps last year, <laughs> even though that happened, um, I do believe that that the Nuggets are just a better basketball team. Tony Romo heard a lot from uh, Tony Romo the last couple of days, but uh, our Andrew Mason from DenverSports.com at the Super Bowl having a chance to talk with Tony Romo, who is confident that his uh, friend and former coach, Sean Payton, will figure it out. I think Sean adjusts to his quarterback. I think the biggest thing for him, you know, for any quarterback playing with Sean is just immersing yourself in football. And Sean's going to get the best out of you. And sometimes your environment matters, right? Sean's got to adjust to whether he has good offensive linemen or not, good receivers He's confident that Sean will not only find that quarterback, but get the best out of that quarterback. Well, if the first year here was about determining whether or not he could figure it out with Russell Wilson, clearly he believed he can't. If you had to, you had to boil it down to to one thing, one thing, what was the disconnect between Sean and Russ? Why Sean decided, uh, in the case of uh, what Tony Romo just said, no, I I can't, I can't make it work with this guy. Um, the disconnect was not not executing the offense. The disconnect was pull the ball, scramble around, and let me go make a play. Let me be off schedule. Let me. That was the, the the disconnect when you scheme things up and they're open, and your quarterback can't deliver. That that's the disconnect. And those things again. Those things are from an execution standpoint. You know how much you know much trouble you create around the rest of your team, and. You know, Sean is a stickler for that. Like, I mean, uh, it's my job as a coach. It's our job as a coaching staff to make sure that we put our players in the best positions. And the way you, you know, operate as a quarterback, um, the way you operate as a quarterback puts a lot of our guys in harm's way. And I don't like it. You know, I mean, did you see the the video that Russ posted of himself, you know, doing backward, like backward walking on a treadmill? treadmill? Yeah. Yeah. You but see what Matt Smith, our Matt, own Matt Smith, Smith, was one t He nailed it. Oh my gosh! I like I laughed out loud when I saw. Go it, you Matt, good Go ahead, good yeah. on Matt. So he's doing backward. He's walking backwards on a treadmill. You know, really grinding. And uh, Matt Smith has said Matt Smith said something to the effect of working on escaping a clean pocket. <laughs> he's working on backing out of a clean pocket so he can get sacked or something of that nature. <laughs> yeah. and, Dude, I it was freaking think. hilarious. I started laughing at that one. And everybody mm. was knocked out. I was doing high knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is priceless! Yeah, yeah, check out the the video, Matt. Uh, Matt with one T. Check him out. That was a that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban to television. Oh. Man, you know you you people, you people. Me, you know, you, you know you, you people. people, you people who, while you're playing and coaching, oh, I can't be bothered to, you know, deal with the media. I can't give good answers. I have to say, I'm not going to, so quit asking. Hey, I'm then, not going to. So then, quit asking. And then as soon as uh your your days are done, now it's like, "Oh, I'll go do TV. I'll have memory to talk." Huh? Where do I sign? You're no. not you're not pointing your finger at me. Eh, maybe a little bit. No, I mean, that was not. That was not. I talked to everybody, Mike. I was. Never on the record. Yeah, it's not my job to talk to you on the record. I mean, it's my job to, you know, to build relationships and talk (laughs) to people. But not on the record. You guys didn't want to hear anything I had to say. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I was. Yeah. Well, anyway, Nick Saban on TV. How do you think that'll work? Oh, I think it'll. Be, I think it'll be good. Uh, you know, it's Nick Saban for crying out loud. He'll be awesome. Be surly, you know. Get irritated. It's going to be good. And by the way, this uh, does not change uh, Lee Corso's role. He's going to be there as as well. So it's just an ever expanding desk there. And uh, uh-huh. Nick Saban will be a part. I think it'll be great. I think he'll be awesome. I think he'll be fantastic. I've seen enough. And watched enough uh, Nick Saban press conferences over the years that you know when there's when he really feels like talking and he wants to be reflective and he wants to talk about the uh, you know the the role that coaches play and mm-hmm. accountability and things like that he he gives great answers so I I think right. he's going to be awesome look he's the goat he's the greatest football coach of all time uh, he's got to be a great communicator to be able to do all that and we get to see it on TV I think it'll be um, I think it'll be fantastic. <laughs> Uh, Bill, here's the other thing. We, How much money could you have won? What would the odds have been if, like, a year ago at this time, I told you that both Nick Saban and Bill Belichick would not be coaching and they would both be doing television work? Hmm. Could you imagine the odds you'd get on that? But uh, Bill Belichick missed out on this coaching cycle, and there's a— uh, Probably plenty of belief. You know this will be the first time if he does not end up coaching this year. It'll be the first time. First year that he has not coached in the NFL. Can you guess? What year? Um first year since Wow. Uh 19 um eighty. Nineteen seventy-five. Gosh. It's been eighty-four years. Close? Yeah. 1975. Anyway, while he's waiting to see what his future holds, his son, Steve Belichick, who has been on the Patriots' uh, defensive staff the last several years, he has landed as the defensive coordinator with the University of Washington. Go Huskies. Go Huskies. Have have fun with that, uh, Brock Heward. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's a little bit of Steve Belichick talking, and tell me the apple did not fall far from the tree. Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about how it correlates. It's just just trying to do my thing, and I think that that's what's best, so that's what we're trying to do. Steve Phil asked you about the chores. Do you have a memory of your first football chore or one of your first football chores that he asked you to do? Yeah, I got a couple memories of those. (laughs) There you go. That's the kid. Would you like to share them with us? Well, No, really. They're just my memories. That's the son. Wow. Great question, Mike. I'm really glad you asked that. Yeah, he, uh, gosh. He <laughs> sounds identical, right? Identical. Here it is again. Hold on, just really quick. All right, we know Bill. Do you have a quick little bell check? Like, I love football, I like football, and I like everything that goes along with football. No! That- Absolutely. You got the other one? Yeah, I like football. I like football season and all the things that go with it. That's Bill. Here's here's Steve. Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about <laughs> how it correlates. He's just trying to do my thing, and I that like, is that's awesome. what's awesome. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I like football. I like football season. And all that. That's incredible. It's incredible. It, yeah, it's uh, in. I, I, I think that. Do you think they both like like they, they talk to each other in their regular voice, and then they say, "All right, time to practice." Time you know, and they they like sit yeah. down and just start having a conversation, like in that yeah. Belichick coach voice. You think they yeah. go back and forth? All right, let's pick a topic. All right? Let's go, Today, yeah. today's let's go media be... voice. Let's go media right, voice. Let's do a topic. What's our topic? And let's right. do media voice, okay? Uh, favorite game show. Go. All right, and then they do it back and forth. Uh, I really don't know the price is right. It, uh, you know, come on down. Uh, so that is uh, what is a trending. I bring that to you each and every morning at 730. Up next, eight years ago yesterday, the Broncos made history. What made that team, Broncos country, so special. That's next. Getting you sick for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by smart union local nine sheet metal workers. Yeah, you know, it was fun yesterday just kind of tooling around social media and seeing all the highlights and um just re- remembrances of the 8 year anniversary yesterday was the 8 year anniversary of the Broncos winning Super Bowl 50 hey buddy how you doing you there yeah mark in vegas we're good you got us you got us uh, yeah, you good, got, you good? Got Where, you, where'd, where'd sir? you go where'd you go i was just doing a uh, huh? i was just doing a a san francisco uh hit live television hit in san francisco that went a little bit longer than it was supposed to so i uh, tell him that you had things to do yeah. You yeah. didn't give him that like you didn't give him that like look that knowing look that hey let's wrap this thing up. I did, but I thought I was I thought I was right. Usually I'm really good about being right on time, you know. Um but how long did I how long was I late? No, you're only late about thirty seconds. Oh, okay, all right. Well I was it was just an r- awkward comeback in, like you were like, Hey, I'm back and then we're like, We're on the air. Oh yeah, I didn't know. I (laughs) Thank God you I'm responding to the will of the people. Thank God you can come in there and go, holy. Yeah, sorry about that. You know. Yeah. Well, there was a San Francisco station, you know, so they want to reminisce about Mike and Kyle and uh, and Christian McCaffrey and all the connections to the Broncos. So I couldn't, uh, I couldn't deny the people because it gave me a chance to, you know, wax poetic about Mike Shanahan and uh, and Kyle. You are. I hate Mike Shanahan. You are such a media. No, no, darling. No. I had well. I he mean, I, won I feel. Three Super Bowls. I mean, Yeah, I feel like I've got to. I feel like I've got to be the guy that essentially counters the hate that you throw. Oh, Shanahan! Oh, stop it! I love this you Shanahan's. can do what he does. I love yeah. the Shanahans. Come on now. <laughs> That was uh, that was deep fake right there. That was a deep fake, deep fake. I don't know, deep fake not... audio right there mm-hmm. for sure. I hate Mike Shannon. That's deepfake. yeah, that's not. That's no, deepfake. that's not deep. That's, that's real deepfake. That's deepfake. that was real. I don't know what that he did to you. Deepfake. I do not know what he did to you. So it was it was it was cool to see those those memories of that that Super Bowl. What when you look back on that Super Bowl, mm-hmm. what what do you remember? What stands out? What makes it so special, unique? Uh, Super Bowl 50? Yeah. I, You know, for me, what makes it unique is our relationship. And you and I being yeah. in San Francisco yeah. doing the show, and it was our first year together. I mean, we've yeah. been doing the show for a month. Yep. And so it was me and you and DeHuff, Um in San Francisco, Radio Road, doing the show. And what made it so unique for me was it was this atmosphere of, you know, the Carolina Panthers have only lost one game and Ken Newton was the MVP and, you know, all the things that went along with it. And here were just the little Denver Broncos, you know, the little engine that could Peyton Manning and the offense weren't really, you know, playing very well. Peyton had, you know, nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions in the regular season or whatever it was. And like in, in, The patronizing nature of everybody on Radio Row acting as though, like, Denver had no chance. And the confidence that I had in them whipping that ass. Like, there (laughs) there was no... So, when I went around after our show, and, you know, I had a couple radio tours, like, I have this afternoon. And, you know, I hit stations all over the place. It was almost like, oh, yeah, you have to, you know, you have to pick. Like, in in this Super Bowl, I have to pick the Niners. I think it's going to be a tight game, but I have zero confidence. Like, I have zero I mean, I, I'm not going to be shocked at all if Kansas City and Mahomes, like, wins this game. It, that, that won't shock me a bit. But I feel like I have to pick them. In that particular Super Bowl, it was like, no, 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 no I'm not doing this because I picked against them in the AFC Championship game. I'm picking them because they're going to kick that ass. Like it, was, it, was, it was funny. It was because we were walking around and I was like kind of following you along as you were doing some of these these hits. And, you know, you're just listening because you, you walk along Radio Row and there are a lot more stations on Radio Row back then than there are mm-hmm. right now. And it was just this like constant um, cauldron of of voices and everybody was picking the Panthers. And at, at, at some point, you know, you and I looked at each other and, and, and we're both like, they don't know, do they? Yeah they, they don't they have they have right they don't know what's coming. Yeah, they have not a clue. How that worked out. Yeah, and I just I was like it was just almost mind-boggling to me cuz I was like you guys really don't you guys really you haven't really watched Denver at all, right? You haven't seen their defense play. I know you there's no way you could have seen them play based upon you know the stuff the the stuff I was talking about and And I was like, I was all over that week um, because obviously the Broncos were playing in it. So, you know, it was pre-COVID as well. So there were a lot of opportunities. I hosted a lot of just different events, um, a lot of uh, uh, chalk talks and and bounced around, you know, pre-Super Bowl that Sunday morning, man, I, I hit four or five different events and. It was shocking. Like people just thought, oh, he's a former Bronco. Yeah, it makes sense. Like just pat like I said, patronizing. That's that's what blew me away about that particular game. So uh yeah, what do you remember most about that that game, that season, that team, and I'll and also throw out there to to Broncos Country, give us your thoughts on the Ramoslaw.com text line, three oh three seven one three one zero four three. Where does that Super Bowl team rank with the back-to-back teams, is there ever any way you can ever rank that Super Bowl team ahead of any of the two that went back-to-back? I that that's a tough one. That I know you won't, but I I, I have a hard a, time putting that one ahead of either one. That's not that's not tough. I mean, you're just being honest. Those, those other teams were just better. Yes, but in terms of the the story, the. Because that was no, an unlikely I mean, Super Bowl. There was a there oh, was a I mean, sense there was a sense that the Broncos Super Bowl window had closed by that point. You know, with Peyton yeah, falling yeah, off yeah, the yeah, map yeah, like yeah. he did. Oh I get I get what you're saying. I mean, I just thought as far as, you know, if you if you went team for team, no, there's no No, just as yeah. a fan, how you right. felt about those championships, how you although, although I Mike I emotionally how they tugged at you. Right. I, I will tell you though, like Super Bowl thirty two, it will always be everybody's favorite in town, right? Because of you know of the history of the Super Bowl for the Broncos, and and then you know and then breaking the kind of quote unquote curse or whatever you want to call it. And then Super Bowl thirty three was just such a dominant team all season long. So I mean, those two storylines were were I don't know that you can trump those storylines either. But you're right about the window closing. You're right about the offense struggling. You're right, you know, Brock Brock Osweiler took over for a while. The whole night, yeah, that whole thing is. Is a little bit different. Ball security is job security. Amen, Brock. Amen. Mm-hmm. And hey, Brock. As far as I'm concerned, you'll never have to buy a drink in this town ever again. You don't win that Super Bowl without Brock Osweiler. Yes. So You know what, Brock? You're you're always going to be a hero here. Speaking of mm-hmm. speaking of hero, the opposite of uh, hero, anti-hero uh, is uh, is villain. See what I did there? Uh, is is a villain? We were having some fun earlier because we just got talking about how what a week this is. If you're a Denver sports fan, you want to let that hate out of your heart. You got your ch- you got your choices with Patrick Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, and LeBron tonight. You know, easy, easy. Sports villains, right? You got to have the villains. But we asked the question currently, who are Denver's biggest villains? And we also allowed that it can be people who are here, our own players, coaches, owners. So gain some great reaction uh, on the Rambleslaw.com text line. Here's one. Uh, Sean Payton is a villain. Bountygate ticked off, alienated the Denver media, called out Hackett, called out Uncle Russ several times, raised his voice to Uncle Russ several times, and benched the future Hall of Famer. Why can't I be happy? Sean Payton is not a villain, people. No, he's not. I believe he'll end up being our savior. How about mm. that? I believe oh, Sean Payton. Payton. Yes. I believe in John Payton, too. I believe in you, Dion, Dion, too. That's right. As soon as you get that bull junk cleared out. (laughs) We We All right. Get the bull junk cleared out. John Elway is a villain. What? Well, (laughs) as great as John was the first half of his run as a general manager, he was that bad the second half. Yeah, but he's not a villain. I mean... He's John Elway. I know. The this general. is really my fault. I'm not a villain. Okay. Too strong of a word for John. That's way too strong. How of a would word. you? What word would you use to describe John and his role as a general manager in what has uh, left us in the state that they're in right now? Um. Culpable. <laughs> Responsible. Yeah. Not an innocent bystander. Welcome to Bronco Land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't have like a word, a word. You want me to give you a word? Yeah, or phrase, or something like that. Phrase, a word. Uh, Let's say. um, Let's say guilty. No, no, no. Guilty is too strong. You just don't want to. Um, super idea. duper bad. Yeah, how about that? Uh, super duper bad. No, I don't. Bull um, <laughs> all Yeah. good. Um, it just didn't You work just, out. oh, just just you're scared. What, 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 you're scared. What, what would you say? I think he was terrible. The second half? Yes. Yeah, the second half wasn't good. It it was was super duper bad. It was, uh, I don't want to go super duper. I'll just say it was bad. All right, I'll tell you what it was. Bull junk. It was bull junk. It was bull junk. Yeah, Great, great. I inherited some bull junk and I'm going to fix it. Se- right. Se- Sean, Hay- Sean Payton in- inherited John's bull junk. That's just, just yes. fact. It's it just s- fact. The second half, yeah. the, the drafting and the, compl- and the building of the football team was bull junk. Right. It was a bull junk. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Some more guys. Aaron Rodgers is a villain here in Denver. Ooh. No. That's the Packers. I love Nathaniel Hackett. He wanted to come. He wanted to come here with Nathaniel. The Packers weren't ready to move on to to Jordan Love. It was done, folks. I can't tell you, for as much grief as Mark gets, it was done. Trust the me. Pa- trust Packers, me. It was, out. it was done. It was done. Yeah, we let him off the hook. Yep. Yeah, we did. It was done. Thank you, Denny. It was done. George Payton would have been a hero. Oh my gosh. Nathaniel Hackett. Hmm. <laughs> What is? <laughs> uh, I was booing myself. Maybe uh. I was booing myself. <laughs> <laughs> if if they if this had gone through on draft night the way it was supposed to, yeah. What would it have ended up like? How would it have turned out? Where would it be? Where would we be? Right? Now? That's it. A, that's a, I don't know, but man, it'd have been fun to watch, wouldn't it? Aaron Rodgers. Nathaniel Hackett. So, By the way, did you see where the Raiders signed Luke Getzey? Yeah. Can I tell you, a, like, a little, can I tell you, this is a secret, so I don't want you guys to let this out. Okay, hey, we're all in the trust tree right, right now. Seriously, I yeah, don't tweet this stuff out and get me in trouble. All right, go ahead. Okay, so when I meet with, when I've met with Luke Getzey, when we're last, you know, when I did several Chicago games, Use the coordinator over there. We had a little over under chart on how many times he would mention that he coached Aaron Rodgers. Oh, when you went into the interview, with yeah, him? we okay. would, yeah, we would we would, uh, my director would keep the over under chart. What was it set at? Uh, I think it was set at like five. Okay, this is how long of an interview were you guys going to have? With him? Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. So five, five. Yeah. I coached Aaron Rodgers as the over under yeah, twenty like, minutes. Like okay. yeah, four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he always went over. Yeah. Yo, listen when we put this play in with Aaron uh, <laughs> always see I, I, the more I think I about it, it the more I think about it is that Aaron would have been I Aaron would have been great I, I have no doubt by the way well, let me just interrupt you really quick yeah man I I want to talk about name dropping but <laughs> you hey, right right pot Kettle. Yeah, you you Kettle. <laughs> I like respect his game. Hey. I respect that. I respect right, that. We'll, I wanna get back into this uh where where they would have been with uh okay. yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With, with Aaron. Sorry. But uh uh this is KKFN, KKFN hd one Longmont Denver.